Hi, I'm Yasha, and I'm bringing you episode 5 of the Next Gen web series. We have the most progressively growing community of young Zimbabwean professionals sharing their stories. I am so glad I finally had the honor of sitting down with someone from the City of Kings in Zimbabwe. You'll learn more about his journey from Kobulawayo to going to UZ and finally finding his way to Lemoyne Owen College in the US. While studying computer science, he's interned for various startups since his first year, which I promise isn't common. Uh, he's just really worked hard and he'll be putting some of those skills full time as an associate product manager at Lyft in the Silicon Valley. Without further ado, give it up to Mete Bemoyo. Hi, Nyasha. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's an honor. No, actually, it's an honor to have you. Yeah. Um, Have you already moved to the Bay Area or are you still um, in Tennessee? I actually moved from Tennessee to Texas. I'm in Austin right now, but not really staying in Austin. That's like, right. this is, Austin is my base because I'm doing a lot of traveling. I think in the past month, I've probably been in five different states. So. Okay. I mean, you're welcome to come to Pennsylvania anytime. But... For sure, for sure. <laughs> are you in Philly? Yes, I'm in Philly, oh, but I, I might be leaving for New York very soon. So what's the feeling of being done with college and, you know, all the recruiting that you had to do to get where you are now? I feel very excited um, about what's to come. I feel very excited about being done in school. I didn't love Memphis like that, that much. So right. um, I love Austin more than I love Memphis. So Austin is a very younger city. There's more tech people here. There's it's a more relatable crowd. So it's been a very good experience. I'm very good friends. I'm with a good crowd, like friends that I really love and that really love me. So it's been a great five weeks now. So I love it here. I'm, I'm, I actually feel a bit sad that I'll be leaving in August. So it's like a mixture of emotions, but really excited about graduating, really excited about what's to come. Memphis is the place you were in for like four years. So I would imagine that they still... Even though it's not the favorite place, there's still some emotion attached to leaving Memphis for sure. So just oh, yeah. thinking of um, when you got a place um, at Lemoyne or in college, like what were your expectations? This is the actual reality because, you know, it's an HBCU and, you know, you were just coming from Vim and you were like, oh, I went to America. And sure. like, you don't know what you know now, like the comparison. So what were the reality versus expectation um so it's like I, I think that that answer will make more sense if you like step take it even like a few steps back uh, to understand like where i'm from who metembe really is as a person right. my name is metembe uh, metembe moyo i'm from uh, in zimbabwe uh in a place beautiful place called Kovalanda. amazing right. place amazing people so oh my god did all my school no you know it i know someone from there <laughs> Oh, for real? I mean, for it's real. a popular person and the person doesn't even know me. So if I shove them out, I'll edit this out. But the guy who hosts like Jello FM, Queenie. That's, that, that's actually one of my best friends. Oh my God. Like, me and Queenie probably like slept at my, I was in Zimbabwe a few months ago. Right. He probably did like, a sleepover for, for the two weeks when I was in Zimbabwe. He's that's actually one so of my best cool. friends. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so please don't cut this part off. He'll be actually very happy to <laughs> From Ekobalanga, uh, did my primary school there, and then after that, I did my secondary school at a, an amazing school, one of 
in fact, the best school in Zimbabwe called John Salak High School. Right. Um, amazing culture. Of interesting and amazing culture. Um, then after that, I went to, I decided to, you know, uh, go to a different place, move to Gweru. Right. Um, why did I choose to go to Gweru? Yeah. So my older brother um, is called Vedide. He, he did his A-level with Anderson. I also wanted to go to Anderson High. Anderson is a high school in Gweru. So, but then just before moving to Gweru, like Anderson raised its fees. Okay. So, yeah, so that, that's what happened. And I'm, I'm also an Adventist. So, and also my, all my friends went to like Adventist school. So I always wanted to go to an Adventist school. Uh, but, you know, when Anderson High School did that, I was like, okay, which is the next option? Regina Mundi is a girl's high. Tony <laughs> um, was amazing. Gweru is my second favorite city in, in Zimbabwe. Gweru might be my favorite city, and I'm from Harare, so yeah. I, I'm sure you. I'm sure you've never been to Blaue, though. Like, I'm, I'm sure you. I'm actually planning to go because of all the amazing things I'm hearing. But I think the last time I went to Blaue was like through this Victoria Falls trip, and it was very brief. Oh. But I remember the city was very clean. Um, sure. but you can go on with what you yeah say. good vibes you are good good right vibes. um so did my high school in Kweru, up to finish Kweru, and then i moved to harare for a year actually went to use it for a year did engineering oh my um, gosh you have such a story <laughs> bro did engineering and then like you know when i was when i, I remember when i was uh, like upper six my mom mm-hmm. said hey Metembe, you know you should consider taking the sat I've never been the smartest kid in the class or, you know, the smartest person. Your mom, your mom is amazing. My mom is amazing. (laughs) My mom is the best person in this world. Um, So she encouraged me to take the SAT. I did, Mm -hmm. um, you know, at the time I like applied to a couple of schools. I didn't even know what I was doing. But then there's an amazing program that I applied to called New Seasons Youth Program, which is an amazing program, program, by the way. Um, Connected with with my current school, the Monument College. Uh, whilst I was going to use it, so I had to then had to make the difficult decision of like, okay, leaving use it after a year of education and moving all the way to the US, which I think was one of the best decisions of my life. I have never regretted it. Uh, what were you I think studying at use it? Well, I was studying um, mechanical. I was in the process of like changing between mechanical engineering and metallurgy. Uh, wow. So, Completely different from computer science. <laughs> Completely different, man. I, yeah. I had never coded a line. I'd never written a line of code. Mm-hmm. Back to your question, how did I feel from moving? I was really excited. I'm from a small township, Orvalanda. Um, you know, from a like, low-income family. Like, I'm not sure. Like, low-income family is like an American term. I would say, like, right. poor. Like, poor background. <laughs> so it was amazing. It's amazing. Um, and then moving to Memphis. Memphis is a very... Black city. It's one of the highest percentages of uh, like African Americans in, in 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 the US. Like similar to Atlanta, but I think even higher or slightly lower. Um, and they went to an HBCU, you know. So, and that is one fact that I'm really um, I appreciate the most about my American experience because going to an HBCU was like the best experience ever. Um, you know, being surrounded by super smart, super amazing super awesome people, students, professors who really loved me, um, entrepreneurs, athletes, uh, like academics, like people who were killing it in the game and people who just looked like me was like so amazing. Like in the African-American experience, like the HBCU experience is like no other. Uh, any person who goes to an HBCU will tell you that, bro, 
like those four years will be an amazing experience. You know, you talk about like fraternity, sorority, people dancing, you know, people, you know, um, having fun in the weekends, right. professors that text you, uh, professors that, you know, want to know you as a person. That to me was, was amazing. Yeah, so it's, it was a mixture of emotions, but it's, it's been awesome. What do you think you could relate to most, like to your fellow African-American friends, like coming from Zim, and then maybe you feel like not many people in Zimbabwe understand maybe the experience of people from not just Kwabalanda, but maybe even people in Wulawa, in Mateveleland. So I think there's kind of a connection there where now you're in the US where there's Black Americans and, you know, other people don't understand the Black experience. So do you think you felt kind of a connection there? Like, how was that? Yeah. I felt a huge prediction. Um, you know, I met people who I now consider to be my family whilst I was in, in Memphis, um, you know, right. through my interactions, through maybe the church, through the school, um, through, uh, like, my social circles. Uh, that And one thing I realized is, you know, we've been, you know, watching movies or feeding ourselves the media that has been feeding us certain uh, stereotypes about different people in the world. And it's up to you to, you know... Um, have that interaction for you to be able to empathize and you actually realize that we have so much more in common um, than you thought i realized personally i realized that i had so much more in common you know with my african-american brothers with my african-american sisters right um, than i thought i i did you know talk about uh the black the black struggle around the world you know slavery on the other side we have colonialism um talk about um like parables that you know you talk about you know maybe what happened in Zimbabwe, what's happening in Zimbabwe versus what's happening in America, what happened in America right now, right. You know, not getting into politics or anything. For me, like the excellence part, you know, like I was surrounded by super awesome, you know, my the person who I consider is like my Memphis host mother is mm-hmm. actually, she became like the chief technology officer in the uh, city of Memphis, uh, the, the, the county in the city of Memphis. So she's like, you know, like being surrounded by such people was like so amazing for me and it, it was awesome. When you look back at the past three months, like a lot mm-hmm. has happened, obviously. What are you most proud of? <sighs> past three months. Uh, so right now to every, anyone watching, the year is 2021 and <laughs> the month is June. So three months is March, right? Right. Um, so March 2021 to June 2021. Uh, I'd say it's not really my accomplishment, but the accomplishment of people around me. I love mentoring people, um, you know, I've had the opportunity to, to intern with so many companies, uh, like in different cities um, within the tech space. So I love to mentor different people and, you know, see people be the best version of themselves, like uh, interview prep, resume reviews, and, uh, you know, connecting people with amazing mentors that I've had. Um, so like seeing those people get internship offers, seeing those people get, uh, you know, securing the bag and signing six-figure salaries, has probably been, been like uh, like the best achievement I, I, I have achieved. And, you know, I'd argue maybe and say maybe uh, graduating, but, you know, graduating was more, what I realized is that I didn't feel really, like, happy myself. I was happy for my family because, you know, especially my mother who's taken care of me since I was, like, literally a baby who, like, carried me for nine months, you know, seeing right. that person who she, uh, who she carried on her lap and her right. hands grow up to be a man graduated college in, in the other side of the world, you know, seeing her feel happy and, and seeing my family 
you know, feel so proud of me was, was also amazing. There's actually a friend who told me the same thing that like graduation is for the family. So, which is why it was weird that we didn't have family coming because they are the ones that we are showing like you raised us and this is the life you afforded us to have. And this is what I've accomplished, but it's for you. It's really for the family. And I think another important thing you mentioned is like feeling proud because of how you've empowered other people. It's something that I was talking about with Rati as well, that we need to empower each other more. And I think people don't realize that you mentoring other people, you helping them, you know, get the job that's going to align with their skills and reward them. It gives you a sense of purpose. And I think, you know, that's something that more of us should be doing. And I think the sad part is sometimes there's amazing people like you are doing these things, but then there aren't many bridges in our networks. Like I didn't know a lot about you and you were in the 2017 pre-departure orientation. And I'm like, how did we never meet? We probably had like one degree of separation. We have a lot of mutual friends, though. But thank you for right. calling me amazing. Thank you for calling me amazing. <laughs> I, I really do appreciate that. It means a lot. Always inspiring to see someone who's actually doing something for people at home, and even like young Zimbabweans here as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, you know, like I think some of, like that is not because of like me as a person, but what also other people have fed into me. Uh, you know, like in the past year, like I've met so many wonderful people that helped me, like in my recruiting. Uh, I was laughing, I was telling a friend like that I actually talked to some VPs like at Facebook where like a few posts under Mark Zuckerberg, like on WhatsApp. Uh, but it's because of, you know, my, I think it's because of like that when I'm talking to a person, like I really want to see, to hear them as a person and to, you know, uh, get to hear the story. Like, um, okay, who really are they? Why do they do what they do? What makes them tick? How do they feel about that? Stuff like that. Um, so, as a result, I've had like, so many awesome people mentor me and pour so much golden information into me and support me, you know, spiritually, emotionally, um, even like some other people, even financially. Um, and, you know, because of that, uh, and they don't require anything in return. They just say, met and they do the same to others. And like, I try to take like uh, every opportunity that I can to do that, uh, but it's still a work in progress. And I, I hope I can do it. Yeah, please like introduce me to those people who can like, help me financially because i'm just kidding but we are gonna go we'll just do a short segment of like never have i ever where like i will say something okay. and i will guess whether you've done it before um i'll also i'll also put it in the chat just in case like i am pronouncing it in a weird way cool. but um, you have you DM'd a celebrity on like Instagram or something like that? So I'm gonna guess. So I'll guess first, and then you tell me whether sure. I'm wrong or not. I think you have. Oh yeah, I have. Um, I, I and I, I constantly check like if they've seen like at least seen my message, but they uh, they haven't. I've DM'd. Uh, there's this lady who's from South Africa who sings. She's called Elaine. Ooh, and I love her music, and I've DM'd her before. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've reacted to your story, you know, like, so that right. comes with a DM. DM. Wait, no, 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 that's not really a DM. I mean, like, a DM of, like, I'm obsessed or, like, <laughs> I like you or something. <laughs> not to that extent, but right. I've DM'd, I think, Raheem Sterling. He goes, he, he's, a, he's a football player who plays for Manchester City. Uh, that's oh, a team okay. Of the uh, he, never, he never even saw my text, so I was happy. <laughs> 
<laughs> Raheem Sterling, if by any chance you're going to see this video, please respond to my text, bro. He'll absolutely like see this video because I'm very famous. Um, have you used someone else's Netflix account? I think not because like, you know, you would rather have your own things and not ask for other people's stuff. So ah, actually just kidding. I think you have friends that you're super tied with. You can share anything. So you yeah, share. I, I am so sorry to disappoint you. I actually have never had my own Netflix account. So I always use other people's Netflix accounts. I've, I've never, I think I opened Netflix once. I had a Netflix account once and I was like a freshman. And then, oh, I'm a broke student. I have it too. Well, I get the money. Netflix is expensive, yo. It's like, how much is it? It's like $17 a month. No, it's like 12 It depends oh, what plan you have. Right. That's okay. a lot of money. No, not, okay, fine. You'll be working now, so <laughs> I'll come back to you in, in a year and you have to give me a different answer. Have you ever cut your own hair? I would say we just came from 2020. If you weren't doing TikTok, you probably cut your own hair. Yes. I'm so sorry, but I'm no. <laughs> if there's one thing I'm particular about, if there's one thing I love about myself is my hair. Bro. Like I try to take good care of my hair. I actually just oiled it. That's why it's a bit like white, white. Uh, right. If you can, I'm not sure if the camera is, is good enough. So like I that's one thing that I don't mind, you know, paying a lot of money for and making sure I go to a good barber. So what did you do during like the first three months where nothing was, was open? I grew an afro. I, I, I grew an <laughs> afro. Last year I grew an afro and then I had my first haircut after the lockdown in August. Oh my gosh. Okay, so you know what? I'm really bad at predicting. So what if <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to say the opposite? Um, have you eaten food that broke the five second rule? Um, I think you're Zimbabwean, African, black, whatever. So absolutely. <laughs> You've broken yeah. like 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30. You know me too well. You know, you know me too well. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've broken it in the overnight rule, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I see it on the floor. I'm like, oh. no. <laughs> I don't think we have anything creepy in the, in the floor, so I'll just pick it up. Cool. I think, I think, I, I, no, nah, I definitely have broken that five seconds. Have you ever broken a bone? I think you tried to stay out of trouble, but you were protecting a friend or something, and then, yeah, you broke a bone. You know, I, I, I love hiking. I love, uh, like, going out and stuff. Right. Uh, but I have, I'm yet to break a bone. Let me, let me not Saying, yeah, say, I'm, I'm never. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm yet to break a bone, so um, no, nah, I've never broken a bone. Okay, um, now we're going to do the last one, and then we'll go back sure. to um, the main questions. For sure. You know what? This one, it can be like, have you ever sung in public? But I think it can also be just in front of like at least 10, 20 people. And so what I'm going to say, wait, what did you say? I say, what, what's your guess? Um, oh yeah, this is my story in my head. You're Adventist. You've obviously gone for choir <laughs> practice. Like, that counts. Yeah, you've definitely sung in public. Yeah, I have. Last time I sang in public, it was, I think, actually with people that you know. I was with PWE Choir in Yolanda. And we were, like, at a church conference. So right. we needed people to sing in our language. And then uh, we went to the stage and sang, sang in him, which was, I think, like, four years ago. Three, four years ago, so... That's cool stuff. Um, in my high school, we had like an Adventist club and I was like in the 
choir where we did the acapella stuff. Okay. So I'm a complete acapella nerd and oh, I nice. know how Adventists, how they are very good singers and stuff. So love that. I can, I can tell, I can tell the face that, you know, like you throw a good tone in there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, in fact, people are going to find out that this platform is only there to make me famous so that <laughs> one of these days I can, you know, really do my acapella thing and harmonize. Anyways, uh, we're gonna go back to what we were talking about. This we actually oh, can, can I can I ask you a question before right. we continue? Like, so why why did you start this platform, which I think is a cool idea? Um, why why can you just give me a like a background of what you think like is the goal of you know your YouTube channel and the content that you produce? Um, that's a good question. I think it's just thinking of how our own experience in the U.S. and how it really felt like sometimes we're really alone in the things that we're trying to achieve. And I think there's, the more you try to find people, the more you realize there are so many Zimbabweans, there's so much talent, but something happens in that people just get lost somewhere and like we're not in contact with them. And I think we could be doing a lot more with that relationship currency that we have. And I think we could be doing a lot more to impact people in Zim or just give inspiration. The second thing I would say is if you're on Zimbabwean social media, like Zimbabwean Twitter or whatever, okay, we need, yes, people need an escape and like they want to see slay queens and memes and like all that stuff. But where is the part where people are actually getting inspired? Um, and then the third thing is obviously the politics and the economics of Zimbabwe is not great. But I think if you ask anyone any problem that they have, like they're going to tell you that, yeah, the problem is the economy, is the politics, is the what, which is true. But I think they are also like deep social societal constructs in Zim, which they still away that patriarchy like influences us and keeps us from moving forward they still mm -hmm. away like the tribes in zim like there are a lot of conversations they haven't had colorism in zimbabwe <laughs> okay mental health like there are so many other social things which are like divorced from politics and economics that i think we should still talk about i still want to fix those issues not just me but like you guys um <clears throat> because i always learn something from like the people who come on this platform yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I, I love it. I love uh, the initiative. I think you're creating powerful content, uh, you know, which is saying the story. I, I think Zimbabweans are, I believe like Zimbabweans are some of the smartest people in the world um, oh, sure. and they're, they're killing it. Bro. Like if you go to Wall Street, if you go to, you know, Silicon Valley, you go to, you know, the, the medical fields, like doctors and stuff, right. and you go to like you know, academics. Like Zimbabweans are killing it. Like a few weeks ago, like when I was in uh, Massachusetts, I met this guy who's like creating content on his YouTube channel, discusses like political history. Uh, I'll send you the link and you'll edit to to the to the um, description for sure. To the description is yeah. like creating. Um, and the, like I was, I felt so sad that I I don't know him. I didn't know him, and right. like he's been here for years, and I've also been here for years. But like, there's no platform for us to you know connect and to learn about what other people are doing so please continue doing this Nyasha. this is amazing thank you <laughs> um that's really great to hear um also yeah like that's that goes back to what i was saying that there's so many people doing amazing things but sometimes we don't even know i 
I don't know what's the best way for us to have like a central place to put all that information and resources together. But, you know, hopefully like the more of us interact and the more we share our stories, like you were um, at Thornhill and you were John Tallack. Tell me about the differences like between like the two environments. So Thornhill, it's a good question because like Thornhill uh, was such a different environment. I, when I left, I think it was like February 13th, um, 2014 to go to high school in Gweru. I did not know a single Shona word. So I'm like, I grew up, I was born in Blaio, uh, Blaio and lived in Blaio all my life. And then going, me going to Thornhill was my first time leaving Blaio. And then I remember like, that boarding master looked at, looked at me when I went through the door and like he expected me to greet him. And what I did is like, I, look, I had to look at my friend called Emmanuel and I was like, bro, like, I don't know what to say, you know? Um, so I had to learn Shona, the little Shona that I know right now. Um, uh, and it was such a good experience, you know, they used to laugh at me so bad, but I didn't care. Like, yeah, I just wanted to learn Shona. Um, I made a lot of friends at Thornhill. I made a lot of mistakes, made a lot of uh, lessons, powerful lessons. Uh, you know, I had a good high school experience and it was fun. Uh, but back to John Talak, John Talak was a more, like, very conservative school. Like, bro, like, straight, bro. Like, if you do anything, like, the simple thing Mundi, like, having, Regina Mundi. Bro, if you had, like, a simple thing, like, you know, having your water bottle, like, under your bed, <laughs> you were, like, beaten by the headmaster <laughs> of the school. You know, but what John Talak did, it, it gave me, you know, like really strong friends. I think the closest friends that I probably have till today, um, really smart friends, like all my friends went to do like amazing things around the world. Um, and it, you know, that, that experience was so exciting. I, I probably have the best, um, the best uh, memories. I made the best memories also in John Tanak and, you know, the culture was, was beautiful, although like very unique, but Tony was more on the, the liberal side. So it which also prepared me to come to the US because, you know, that experience of moving from my comfort zone to a different school, like a totally different region, which uses a totally different language, taught me like how to, you know, it like sort of like prepared me for my journey, the journey that I was going to take to the US. Because I was coming to the US where I was using English, uh, where I was, you know, that African kid, the African guy who looks like, what's the name of the Black Panther guy? Oh my gosh, you look like him. Bro, you like, abs- I can't unsee it at all. Like you, they, you need to audition for like Chala. We, need to, you need to, I need and to. I will be your agent. I will quit my job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. The bag. I see you securing the bag. That's great. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, so yeah, that that uh, you know prepared me. I think it it prepared me, and it was it was an awesome experience. Right, and I think. Preparation is such a good point, right? Because right now you are going to be working for a startup. And I think it's not easy to get like um, offers at startups. Let's talk about how you got into the startup space and what you think of startup culture in general. Um, So for context, um, I'll be working as a product manager. I'm not sure if it's like a startup you can consider. I mean, compared Um, to like, you know companies that have been there since the I 90s yeah. Blah, blah. yeah 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 so um, i'm not sure you, so like it's in the middle actually we'll say it's like yeah it's it's an underdog it's older than uber actually for real i think so do you know the story of lives that like they yes, got the yes. name from zim from zim yes yeah yes, yes. um 
So I'll be working at a company called Lyft. It's, it's a right, for those uh, like who might not know, it's a ride-sharing platform. Think your fire in Zimbabwe, think of your like, Uber, South Africa, think of like, Uber in the US. Uh, so it connects drivers to riders. And I'm a product manager there. I'm a, I'll be a, an associate product manager. So what I do is I, I'm the person who's responsible for you know, identifying problems in the market and opportunities that the company can take. Work with the engineers, work with the data scientists, work with the designers. Um, to make sure that I, you know, take the company in the right direction, take the team in the right direction, build the best product for the user, and you know, make the company a lot of money in the process. Um, so that's what I'll be doing, which is I think I'm very excited. I just a few like maybe take a step back again. Uh, so I tried during my four years of college. You know, in the US, there's this amazing opportunity like that every student have has not every student, but if you, if you want to and if you get the opportunity, I call it internships where during the summer or even during the semester or during the winter, you can work at a company, like a co- at a corporate company and get real world, real life experience. So and money I had the sometimes. Yeah, I get some money, especially in tech, bro. Like those kids make so much money. So like during my summers, since I was a freshman, I had the opportunity to work at different companies. I did, you know, like um, I studied computer science. So I, uh, at first I did like the software engineering, parts like cybersecurity, parts testing role, where I was working with engineers, uh, cleaning their code, working with engineers, testing their code before production. After that, I did. I went to a cool company at called Mailchimp at, at, in Atlanta. Cool. Mailchimp is an email marketing platform. Yeah. Like I, I won't get to the platform. It's like too. probably the one of the best. Like yeah, for that. sure. Yeah. That's that's probably the best summer I had at Mailchimp, uh, and I'll come. I can come back to it. Then after that, I interned at a, a startup where I was doing like product work. So because. Because I love talking, because I love bringing people together, because I love bringing teams, because I love thinking about the user, really getting to the root problem of why a company is doing such a thing, why is a user doing such a thing. Um, I decided to interview for product management roles, and as a product manager, I ended up getting um, the role. You know, all praise to God and to uh, like huge thanks to all the people that, that helped me in the process. Um, but yeah, so that's a bit of a, of, a, of a background. And then after doing that, um, you know, it gave me, so I, I've had the opportunity of working with these different companies, which make billions of companies and billions of dollars in revenue. I was like, but like, what really do I want to do for myself? Like, what's what's the long run? Do I want to, if like God allows um, and the chance allows, like to stay in Silicon Valley or, you know, go back home or, or, or something. But then I was like, you know, I want to be in a position that. Um, like helps African entrepreneurs, African tech entrepreneurs, African founders grow their businesses. So just earlier this year, I joined a, a program called MZZ Africa, MZZ Africa, um, where I was like a consultant for different uh, startups. I actually had the opportunity of working with a startup called, um, what's the name of that? The Housing Hub, which I think is killing it, killing the game in Zimbabwe, bro. Like, it was so empowering knowing that they're young people which did not even go to the US or the UK or Germany or South Africa for school that are growing, you know, tech businesses in the Zimbabwe market and that are, you know, killing it. So I had the opportunity to work with them and a few other startups and then made the decision that, you know, maybe later in my life, I'd love to be in a position where I can help empower even more entrepreneurs, especially right. this uh, African startup ecosystem. Like think of this, uh, like all African all African countries, uh, and these are mostly young people who are you know trying to grow their businesses. So maybe 
I'll maybe be a, a founder myself in the near future, or like maybe get into the venture capital space where I'm like I help startups by you know giving them funding that they need, that seed that they need to grow their, their, their business into the next level. So sorry for the long, long. No, one it's response, perfect. But, you yeah. actually answered the question I was going to ask you next, which was like, what oh. do you eventually hope to do in the startup space? But just like adding to what you said, like about young Africans. This is something people have heard or maybe have not heard many, many times, but there's so many young Africans, guys, like in the world, uh, the young population is dominated by Africa. Like, I don't know the percentages, like I'll probably like put them in this video. Is my sound breaking up or is it? No, you perfectly, perfectly okay. Okay, you know what? I should buy like headsets. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, so there's definitely so many Africans. And I think for me, the one thing that I think could be limiting is honestly, maybe just internet access, because there's, especially in tech, like some of the things really require internet and stuff. So I think once we get internet access to many, many other young Africans, the possibilities are endless. Just going back to something related, what are some initiatives that you've worked on um, in Zimbabwe, and now that you've grown in experience and you know you've grown, talked to many people like the mentors you were talking about, like giving you advice, what's going to be your new approach towards those initiatives? Like after that experience, mm, very good question. Um, so, like some of the initiatives that I've worked with, like currently I'm working with um, an organization called Emzini Record, uh, which is being run by. Eric Kumalo, if you know him. Um, of course. Super smart, super smart guy. One of maybe the smartest guys I know. He's worked at Twitter for a few years, um, you know, interned there a couple of years, a couple of times. And then, um, you know, he's killing the game in like the data space. So he made the initiative of um, um, helping Africans, like especially like African young people learn how to code because okay. coding is a, is a language. Coding is a skill that I think everyone right now should have. So I'm right. having some repairs done um, just like on the other side of my window. So, so he's working on that. So I'm, I'm, I'm like uh, indirectly uh, working with him uh, to make sure that we take the uh, organization to the next level. I think he's, you know, he's personally he's been one of the people who mentored me and like, I'm glad that he's taking the opportunity to help you get more people. Um, and he's a very good teacher. So that's one that I'm working with currently uh, and that I'm I'll continue to work with like in the next hundred years. And then um you say Zimbabwean stuff, right? Or okay, and then I did like MZZ Africa, which was like one of the entrepreneurship tech side. Uh, before that, um, a few years ago, I did one that was called like Upper Step uh, with another friend, which is like a platform which connected students to come together um and to you know, you know, share their stories, but it was like more of like a, a content thing, like Instagram content thing. Um yeah, did that. It was more of like just creating content that helps people be a better version of themselves. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I really wish I could list more, but I think those are the only ones. And um, I, I really will be working you know, more to uh, uh, like making sure that I, I have a positive impact uh, in the community where I'm from uh, to help even more Africans, young Africans. You? You are, you are doing actually a lot because I think uh, I remember my time in college and I think I was just trying to survive. 
<laughs> so, yes, so, you can. Yes, you can. so yeah, it's great. Like all the things that you've done, even like the vision that you have um, for later. But just to close up, I took a lot of your time. Um, what do you want people to know about the city of Flower? Actually, oh, let me let me re-say that because sure. I think I rolled my eyes. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> what do you want people to know about the city of Flower? Um, you know, the city of Flower is an amazing place. Uh, beautiful people, beautiful um, like men, beautiful women. Uh, you know, beautiful families. You smile, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was like, let me hold it in, but it's meant to come out. I, I saw the smile, I saw the smile. So which means you agreed, right? It, it's an amazing culture. Um, it's an amazing you know, place to be. It made me to be the person who I am today. Uh, yeah, I made so many good friends there. I still continue to make friends uh, from home right now. But yeah. Uh, but then, you know, one thing that I, I really want to stress, not, not like answering your question, though, but back to this other question that you answered, you asked about like, you spoke something about achievements or something like that. Like one thing that I'd love to stress before the call ends is, you know, like I, I feel like as people, we should always try to go beyond like achievements or like, what people do for a living or what, you know, a person did yesterday, but, you know, go to like, who is a person as a person, uh, who, what makes them tick, what makes them happy, what makes them sad, how their family is doing, how their kid is doing as a person, you know, I, that has helped me, you know, foster so many beautiful relationships and make good friendships over the past couple of years. It's something that I didn't know when I was in Zimbabwe. And, you know, I, I really hope, uh, well, not, not really when I was in Zimbabwe, but, you know, I didn't know till a few, probably a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And that is one thing that I'm still working on. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to add that. That's literally where I am in life right now, where, especially when you know what it's like to, not to have a lot of money, but when you have a feeling like you know what it's going to be like to have a good job, a good life, and then you're like, wait, what really gives that life meaning? I think it's definitely like understanding like people and having those people that you really understand what makes them tick and what you just said. So I definitely agree. And hashtag visit Wulawayo, hashtag <laughs> yes. MZNiweko. I don't know what else hashtag, you want to shout out. Um, BYO means hopefully you will not cut that part out. Like I really I will that. not. I will not. Thank and you know what? You. Let me send a message to Mkini. I asked about you from Litwa. That's how I know about you. Okay. I'm not creepy. Um, um, <laughs> For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, he's, a, he's a great guy. I love that guy, man. Love him. Um, but yeah, um, thank you so much for having me, Nyasha. This, is, this was amazing. Love the conversation. And if anyone is watching this as a, a question of like anything that we discussed or would love to continue the conversation, please feel free to DM me on like Instagram. Uh, just like take my first name. LinkedIn if you want to be nah, more professional. Like, bruh, I, don't, I don't use LinkedIn. I, really? I don't like I don't like that platform. Please don't use this against me when I'm interviewing for LinkedIn, future hiring <laughs> manager in the next couple of years. But I, I, I'm not a fan of, of, of LinkedIn. Uh, I think I don't think it's, it's genuine. I'm, I love one-on-one. Like, it's toxic. <laughs> yeah, especially if you have a lot of finance people in your circle. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, feel free to 
send me a message on LinkedIn or Instagram. I, I, I love Instagram. Just metende 7 M-E-T-H-E-M-E-7. We'll be happy to continue the conversation. All right. Thank you so much, Metembe. Uh, for sure.